Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like seeing people. We did see people. We did. Yes. It feels like there's this break in our area. The the test positivity has not quite started going up yet as much as it has in the rest of the country. We'll follow behind like we did with spikes and peaks and other infectivity trends. But we've been working from home now and you got sent back for a little bit and then they changed their mind because... Yes, the building is old. We have no air conditioning and it is the middle of summer. It's hot out here. It's getting hot out here. <laughs> Never mind. You get a sunburn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I already did. You have numerous times. Recently, yeah. Yes. A couple of them. Because you've been going out and doing the things. So, yes, you went back to the office. It was scheduled part-time. My office kind of wants to do the same thing, where, you know, it's a scheduled part-time in the office and part-time telecommuting thing. Mm-hmm. But the boss person, it's my understanding, I've heard this second, third hand, the CEO of our agency basically said, we need to get everybody into the office, at least on a minimally part-time basis, at least one or two days a week. And each of her underlings, basically, like, as a group, they all revolted, like, no. No, we don't need to do that, actually. <laughs> exactly. You're wrong. We are functioning just fine with everybody working from home. And... Send, every, send everybody back. It's a, it it's, gets to be a bit like when they used to move my location, you know, I'd, I'd say move my desk, but they didn't move the desk. They moved me to another desk somewhere else in the building. It takes you a while to settle back in. And by that time, you're getting moved again, which is what would happen to you guys, because that's what happened to us. You know, and that's the thing. Part of our agency has gotten this COVID relief funding and being an educational agency, that means that, you know, we've brought new people on to specialize in implementing these projects that use the COVID relief funds. And that's perfectly good use of the funds to pay for people to do the things that are needed. Yes. But that means that now we have more people than we can fit into our building with CDC spacing guidelines. Right. And yeah, they, they tried to... They tried to kind of fudge the measurements. At ours, they said, if you were sitting at your desk facing your computer with your chair in, then you would be six feet away. And and we're all like, you know, Mm, not rolling our eyes because we're probably on Zoom, but you know. Right. uh, Thinking, hmm, but do I sit like that? No. Well, and that's the thing. Like, we would probably end up, and that's what they're probably trying to do with your office, is like with the part-time thing, if they bring everybody in all at once, they can't meet spacing guidelines, so they bring everyone in on a part-time basis. Bottom line, it looks like I will be at home at least for the next couple weeks, if not the next couple months, because... That is how long it will take for our region to pick up on the infectious trends of the rest of the country that are already starting to pick up again Mm -hmm. with the newer variants finally making their way into our areas because... Because that's what happens. That is what viruses do. Yeah. People are like, oh, yes, we're all done now. And we're like, no... No, not really. I haven't I haven't kept up on it because once I start then I start reading too much of it and I have other things to do. Yeah, there's that. So 
But the good news is your office has decided that you don't have to go in at all now. No, they don't want you to go in because it, it's too hot in there. And so they even had to make other arrangements, like if you need to get a vehicle or if you need to pick something up and if you need to have somebody drop something. I mean, they had to do all kinds of because rearranging. Because the building is too hot without the HVAC working and they can't have people in a hot building. That's not safe. No. And being that it's a, you know... A government building, they'll have to get bids and probably get some commission to prove it. And so I don't think they'll have it. None of us, even the supervisors are like, well, they'll kind of going back before fall when we need the heater. And I'm thinking the heater can break too, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. The furnace can go next. Well, yeah. Whatever. But even so, you know, we are in this little lull of less infectiousness in our region. And so we are both fully vaccinated. Our kids are now both fully vaccinated. They've had both of their shots and both of their immunogenicity periods after the shots to let their immune systems build whatever Mm -hmm. response they're going to have. So we've had some friends over. Yes. And we're actually like having something like a social life. Something like that. It is a little strange. It is. It's not quite as strange as when we went to the vaccination celebration at our friend's house that was... Not really that many people, but still too many. Ooh, yeah. For to, like, you know, jumping in the deep end of the pool. But we've had a visit from my cousin Vinny. That was really nice. They yes. were having a really rough time where they were at, and they work remotely, so they can pretty much work from anywhere. Yes, and they decided they needed to just have a break and go somewhere in the car. And so they did, and on their way to wherever else they were going in the car was our house. Yes, very nice visit. They stayed for the whole weekend. Yes. And while they were here, we had already previously had plans for our lawyer friend to come over. Yeah, so we had so, been two people here at once. Two people here at once, and it was two trans guys and two NBs just sitting around shooting the shit and uh, eating tacos. We were outside, but you know. We were outside, and it was really nice. And it was so funny because our lawyer friend is just such a stereotypical straight guy. Mm-hmm. And Cousin Vinny is just so wonderfully, blessedly queer. Yes, that is absolutely true. And it was hilarious to me because Vinny has been single for a while and is not exactly enjoying it and would really like to get laid. And when they heard that we were inviting a trans guy over, they were like, hmm, I wonder if that's flirt time. I didn't know that. <laughs> they said something about it later. Uh-huh. Like, not in those words. Uh-huh. They said that in preface to telling me, I think that's the straightest queer I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny, but true. It is true. Uh-huh. Kind of wild. Yeah, people here. People, lots yeah, of people. That was the wild part, the people. The people were the wild part. Yeah. There was another dog, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vinny has a dog. And Bob was very happy to have a friend. And I was surprised that he, he remembered Vinny's dog. And last time, Vinny's dog, being younger, chased Bob all over the place. But this time, Bob was very excited. And the other dog was not as happy after vaccinations and riding in the car for several hours. Ah, yes. You know, you know, eight hours of driving was not what they had in mind. Yeah, but, they, they had mm. the, the kind of driving like you and, and your work wife did going to a baseball game. <laughs> like, well, they, they you had, kept having to stop and do things. Yeah, the dog didn't feel good and other problems with the thing on the roof. and so. But 
they did have a giant thing on their roof of their little Prius. Yes. And the roof rack, which apparently was a real pain in the ass to put on and didn't want to stay on on the way to their next stop, you know, another state or three away. And they had a big flat painting that they had painted some decades ago that a friend in... Couple states over. Yeah, that they were bringing it to on the way to their final. Well, I don't know if that's a final destination, but you know, uh, as one of their intended. stops <laughs> on their. Stop. Yeah. Yes. Very large on uh, door skin. So Vinny and I spent Saturday with Vinny's engineering skills, showing up the painting so it wouldn't flop around up there, and wrapping it in a big moving saran wrap thing. Vinny was very funny. They were worried about it raining and, you know, it's kind of dry over here. But anyhow. But they're going all the way across the country. So yeah. rain happens in other places. It does. <laughs> so we did that. Yeah. And it was funny because I, I felt a little bad that like you guys were out front, like in the sun on the driveway, bolting and nailing this frame around this. No, we, we were staying out of the sun. Okay, good. We because... waited till it was, we got, went and got the supplies and then we waited till there was shade out there. Oh, okay. The sun was on the other side of the house. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Because like I said, I was I was feeling a little bad, but then I also know that every time you and I try and do the same project in the same space at the same time, we end up getting in one another's way and risking one we another's well-being. We can't even walk through the kitchen at the same time. <laughs> no, we so. will always want to be in the same spot. Like we'll both need the microwave at the same time, or we'll both need the sink at the same time, or we'll go between the microwave and the sink on the same side of the island at the same time. Yeah. It, this is just how it is. And so I knew that it wouldn't be very useful for me to be out there with you. It was fine. And I wasn't concerned. I knew that Vinny knew how to make a design to shore the thing up. And I just dragged the saws out and they're already by that part of the garage for that reason. Mm -hmm. So that they can just be pulled out into the driveway to be used. Right. And Vinny had a very good time. I was like... Oh, I'm glad you're having a good time. Yep. Doing a project. Yep, yep. I had done a lot of projects with sawing, so I, I was kind of like, meh. But then I was glad Vinny was having a good time, so that was a good part. And it got done. That's great. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really well done. By the end, you guys were like, we just need a third set of hands. Yes. To help wrap it because like two of you needed to stabilize it while one person walked around and around and around it with the right. Plus, your <laughs> moving arms are, wrap. are slightly longer and you're, you're slightly taller than both Vinny and I are, are shorter. Yes. So that was also a good reason. And so at that point, you know, it's like if you tell me what to do, I will do it. Mm -hmm. But if there isn't a specific plan for what each of us is supposed to be doing and in what way, then we'll just end up in each other's way. This is true. So, yes. I helped. Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> and I imagine that Vinny will stop again on their way back whenever they come back from the East. Yes. And we keep meaning to have our lawyer friend on to talk about his 10-year anniversary, which is now 11 and some change, which tells you how long we've been trying to negotiate well, this. Well, we've been trying to negotiate it before, even before his before, tenure. Yeah, we were talking about before. it before, but then there was a pandemic and then there were all these other things and he's just got a new job. And if he wasn't uh, stealth at work, it would be a huge deal that he has the job he has, but he is. So we're yeah. just happy for him. 
And then I cooked out the following weekend. Yes. And it was nice to have someone come over. I used to have everyone come over. I would just put it up on Facebook and say, I'm grilling, come get some. Mm -hmm. And we would have anywhere from two to 10 other people just pop in and say hello. Yes. And this time I did put it on Facebook and say, I'm grilling, come get some. But I don't know how many people actually took me seriously because it's still a pandemic. But we had already personally invited our friend. Your ace wife came over and had food with us and we sat and talked and she was actually indoors. Yeah. So that was the weekend after Vinny. Vinny and lawyer friend. Yes. And so there were more people and they came in. Yes. And then I got a message on the Facebooks that a friend of mine who had put me up a couple nights when we were playing musical houses. Yes. His husband had passed away. Yes. Very nice boys that we knew from the queer church he used to go to. Yes. When it was there. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up having his wake at the gay bar. Do you see, do you call it a wake if there's nobody there? Isn't it like a memorial? Well, a wake and a memorial are like the the things where there isn't a dead person there. And then the, I think actually his ashes may have been there because I remember he picked up the ashes mm-hmm. that day. And like that morning, I saw him on Facebook posting that he was picking up the ashes. So the ashes might have been there and we didn't notice them. See, I think, of, I think they were off by the cake. I think of a wake as how they were originally designed where people sat around making sure the dead person didn't wake up again and they were really dead. And see, I think of a wake as being like more of a celebration of life. Like a funeral is an actual ceremony. Mm-hmm. A viewing is where you go and watch the dead person. Mm-hmm. And a wake or a memorial, maybe it's just the way I grew up, but like those two terms were fairly interchangeable. Like, probably I had a lot more old people who probably at some point did participate in wakes. I bet. Of the, of the first kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, because it's, you know, it, it, it's sort of like how people say these things happened so long ago. Why are we still thinking about them? You know, people talk about racism was so long ago and women can get jobs and do whatever they want now and, and queers can get married now. And, and, and people forget that it's like our grandparents' generation that like didn't have the science to know whether or not someone was really dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our grandparents' generation who were living with Civil War veterans. Mm-hmm. And it's just wild that people still don't understand these things. Some people do not. But In I understand case, that your, your, your yeah. use of the term wake. Zero Child did ask, so where is this service or thing that you're going to? And I said, you know, the queer bar. And they're like, wow, that's really old school because it's, you know. Because down in town, there are, I think, three or four gay bars now. There's like a nightclub and then there's like a saloon. Yeah, the saloon is old and the place we went to is old. Yes. They've been there long time. Yes, and it's the the bar that's traditionally seen as the men's cruising hookup bar. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everybody in town knows that's, that's where the old guys go. Mm-hmm. And that's where the wake was held. Yes. So we, we saw more queer people. We did. And for me, I thought that was very, very old school. You know, number zero child said it was old school because we were going to the old school queers bar. Yes. 
I felt like it was old school because when I was coming up in the 80s and 90s, like that's where they would have memorials for people whose family wouldn't invite them to that memorial at the church or that memorial at the synagogue or that memorial at, you know. Right. And you were in smaller towns in your state. Mm -hmm. I was in Flint. Yeah. I was in Chicago and I went to plenty of funerals at Catholic churches, mostly Catholic churches, because they didn't have anybody to keep you out. And we all went anyway, even though that person's family was not going to admit that person was even queer, you know, that had yeah. passed away, let alone, let alone anything else. Dying of a plague yes. that is still a pandemic. Yeah. So that our experiences were different. And I don't know if that has to do with our age difference as well. I think it probably is both. I mean, the small places you were in had more control over who came into a service in a small church versus a Catholic church in Chicago is a huge church. But also in the age difference, if somebody's dying of the plague in, you know, the early 80s, they weren't as aware yet of here come the queers to the service. Right. So they, you know, probably weren't aiming to try to keep us out. Right. Whereas I was not doing anything in the early 80s. I was small. Yes, you were. <laughs> so that makes sense. But yeah. yeah, then there were a bunch of people there, including some members of the church that I had gone to, the, the mm -hmm. queer church, the, the lesbian, Latina lawyer, pastor. I was really shocked when, I mean, I was excited to go there, mm -hmm. especially because you also said that he, he had said, you know, when he put out the invitation for everybody to come celebrate his husband's life, that he had said, you know, come and drag and sisters of perpetual indulgence to go ahead and come and face. You know, yeah. Come and face. So I was excited to go because I haven't been around any of that. You know, I was around it all the time in San Francisco. There were lots of Sisters on roller skates. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. I love that. So I was excited about that. Nobody did, but it was still really nice. And then when I saw our pastor friend, I, I had a moment of like shock because I'm used to seeing her in a little tiny square. Yes. On my <laughs> tiny screen. Yes. And I was like, whoa, you're, you're moving. <laughs> and you're like life-sized. Yes. Holy it, heck. It really was a, kind of, it was a shock to my system. Yeah. That's how I had felt at the vaccination celebration, seeing our friend who, were, who was hosting that like, oh, there you are. And there's a whole bunch of other people. And it's not just you that's life-sized. It's like everybody that's life-sized. And what it makes me think of is when I'm reading a book and we read books on screens a lot because we could get those during the pandemic. Yes. Libraries closed down. Ebooks became a very big thing. Yes. And then once in a while, I'll have a, an actual book and I'll see something like a word. And I think I know what that word means, but I want the exact definition because it's a foreign word. So you touch it. to I do. I go to touch it. <laughs> and then I get, I, I'm like, damn it. So that's what that was like when, uh -huh. when I saw her get up from the table to come towards us. I was like, I was ready to like squint at the little picture. <laughs> And That's then it totally started great. moving towards me, and I kind of freaked out. Oh. 
And then I was like, no, no, it's okay. But wow, you know? Yeah. That was just, my brain is used to operating very differently. Yes. I, we, I understand. We sat outside and talked with with uh, uh, her and another fellow that you were in the band with. Uh-huh. Thinking the whole time, should I be wearing my mask? I mean, we're all vaccinated and we're outside, but, you, you know, we're so very used to wearing them that it felt very strange. Yes. To not have it on. So, because I, I will wear it into stores and stuff still, mm-hmm. even though... Lots of places in our state, neighboring states say you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, and if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have to, but nobody's checking. And the way I see it, it's like, I trust my car's safety features. I trust the airbags. I trust the, you know, the way that the chassis is built so that when it rolls, it doesn't crumple. I trust all these things, but I'm still going to put on my seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to drive in such a way to avoid obstacles and other cars. Which can also be obstacles. You are correct. Yes. You know, and I think too many people are like, I'm just going to go where I want. And if I drive over you, then fuck all too bad. Yeah. And so even though I'm vaccinated, I will wear my mask if I have to go in a store or something because I don't think we're anywhere near in the safety zone that people would like to pretend we are. And then I think, well, I haven't been around all their germs all this time anyway. I don't need to get something else from them. Right. Some like other virus. How low was our flu and cold and all the other common contagions that we usually deal with all year? And there were hardly any of those because everyone was being careful. Mm-hmm. And you remember what it was like every summer. I would go back to school and that first week I would always get sick Mm -hmm. because it was a bunch of immune systems that I had not been exposed to for a few months. Yes. And it's going to be the same way if you go out without your mask. It's going to be the same way if you go out and interact with lots of other people, touch the same shopping cart handles, touch the same shelves, touch the same workout equipment, and aren't cautious to wash hands, to not share air. Yes. So, yeah, I I wear mask in stores. I wear mask in the gym, except when I'm on a big elliptical and I feel like I've got that whole, you know, giant space to myself. Yeah, and it's also very hard to do, especially the type of elliptical workout that you do. I go hard. With a mask on. Yeah, having that little plastic spacer underneath it made it a whole lot easier, but still. So, yeah, it's weird to see all the people. And at the same time, it's not like we are... I feel that we're going to see them for that long because of the variants. I am very glad with the, with the little bit of news I do run across that we are calling the variants A, B, C, D, like this, something normal, okay? Mm-hmm. Something more science-related. Instead of calling them where they were first identified and acting like that's where they were first mutated or first, you know, yeah, it's, generated. It, it becomes a blaming type. It's It needs to, yes, we need to call it something that is not localized so that there's less concern about putting populations at risk. So, yes. Well, and also, they're scientifically identified as this is this variant, like, this is that variant. So, A, B, C, D, yes. et cetera, makes and it's, more sense. It's Greek. It's alpha, beta, gamma, delta. But still, yeah. having them in alphabetical order so that we can say, you know, this was the first one we identified. This was the second one we identified going in order. Yes. Instead of just identifying them by places. And you're correct. It's, it's a more... Like, do you have influenza A or B? Yes. So, yeah. So, now we're planning on outings where there will be lots of people. 
In yes. addition to small outings like you and your work wife taking a former colleague out for coffee, there's going to be... Well, we're not actually going to take her out because she hasn't been out of her house since this whole damn thing started. No. So we're just bringing her something. But... And maybe next time, depending on how things are going, we will see if she wants to venture out. But for this time, an outdoor thing would be the best if you haven't been anywhere. Yeah. And it's too much summer for <laughs> any of us to be outside. Outdoors is hot. Yes. So there are little gatherings like that planned. And then there's also Pride planned mm -hmm. and our trip to Disney planned. Which that one... I hope they don't close Disney again. Right? Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it that way. But if they have to, go ahead. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'd if... I'd rather not go and find out later, so... Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm totally okay with Pride or... It's a very big trip. Disney being canceled. It is a big trip. And there's also our small town Pride, which doesn't happen in June because in the American West, everybody migrates to California for June if they're going to a Pride. Are they having it there? Well, that's the thing. They they aren't, but for years... For years they did. So they have had scheduled. our Pride in July, so that's just... They're having July our Pride in July. It, was, it used to be in August before oh, okay. that. Yeah. In the desert, it's good to hold off on things until it starts to cool down, but August is not cooled down. It certainly is not. <laughs> so... These are events with lots of people. Yes. And it's kind of weird. Yes. Speaking of kind of weird, the mix of church people and queer people at that wake. By church people, you, you mean separately from the queer church people that you used to hang out with. My, my friend's late husband volunteered at a church that had a food pantry and, you know, did, did a lot of volunteering. A lot of outreach to homeless folks in the area. Yes. A lot of community mutual aid type stuff, poverty support, homelessness support. And in our area, a lot of that is managed by the churches. Yes. And so the church that he was working with the most, there were a few of his fellow volunteers, fellow parishioners that came to the wake. And... I don't remember how you put it, that church people are weird, but you said something very poignant about church people being weird. I wish you could remember, because I don't know what the words were. <laughs> uh, like, everyone would say their bits, but the church people would always have lots to say. Yeah. Now that you're talking about it, it makes me think maybe they were like, they're, they're used to being in the world and the world is their place. And all of a sudden they were in a queer space and they were like, whoa, this is not my place. What's happening here? Mm -hmm. And that was a bit of a uh, shock to their systems. You know what that makes me think of? Hmm. The way that your work wife behaved when y'all went to see Wicked and she was the straight person with all the queers and she was used to being the quirky one. Yeah, she was a little uncomfortable. So, and she was acting out a little bit too, and being a little you, you I don't remember what you described it, but it you was were a like, little extra. That's all. And that 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 when you say that, it makes me think that might have been what was happening that they weren't yeah. that it was they were just out of place and they were feeling awkward, and they so were they were being a little extra. Us, they were used to us queers being a minority and them dealing with us, and instead we were dealing with them, and they were aware of it. Even when the guy who, like, I think he was the, the leader of the food pantry or, you know, one of the organizer type people said something like, we love this guy. And even if our pastor didn't approve and wouldn't come to his wake and, you know, we loved him. Yes. And we're like, oh, oh. Right. So anyhow. 
I think that might have been what that was. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and I think I always see it from an introvert side as well. People who go to a church and volunteer to do stuff are often very social people, and they want to be involved doing things with each other. And I used to be like that. I used to have the time for it. And I've been thinking lately that I should get back into more of that again, because I, I do miss the opportunity to engage with the act of investing in my community. Mm-hmm. Like I was explaining to the widow, the widower, uh, when I took him to have his ring sized. Mm-hmm. And I had offered that. I said, you know, I, I know that your wedding ring doesn't fit you right now. What, can I take you and, and have it sized for you? That is what I have to offer. And other people have, you know, time and energy and resources. And this is, it feels weird to say it, but this is the only resource I really have right now. I can help you get a thing done. Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's your interaction with him in our community of offering something that's actually useful to him, not just like a card. And that was the thing you were like, should we bring a card? And I was like, no, I want to find something that I can help him with or do something with or, you know. Yes. Because he has been helpful to me. He has given time, energy, resources, talent. He has an amazing voice. He's sung with me a few times. Mm -hmm. He's helped me arrange pieces. He's... He has given of himself, mm-hmm. and so there's no good reason why I shouldn't return the favor. Well, but you also because you really wanted to. I did. Yeah. And so... Sometimes there's a perfectly good reason why somebody should and they don't, so that's why I'm pointing <laughs> that out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it feels weird because he's like, I, I don't want charity, and I'm like, it's not charity, it's mutual aid. Mm-hmm. You have helped me with the resources you have available. Let me help you with the resources I have available. Mm-hmm. And it was really like, he sat there in that thought for like five minutes and he was like, I have never thought of it that way, but I'm going to start now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it's like, you know, I really wish I could be investing time and effort and energy and not just throwing money at things. <laughs> That's not throwing money. You took him to do the thing and, and you did it with him and he needed that support as well. All of that involves people. It does. Going and doing things involves people, but there are people doing the things, so. Well, that's quite a (laughs) bit for a podcast right there. So there. (laughs) All right. So the boy is calling me. So. I think that's it for today. Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Okay. I have a little cough. It doesn't... uh... (coughs) Just turn away. Couldn't have been those Turkish delights. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh.
goddamn people having a life outside. <laughs> Yeti. Are we ready, Yeti? I like your facial expressions. Oh, good. I bet our friends would, too, if they could hear them. <laughs> <laughs> like most of me, they are not audible. Remind me why you decided to do this podcast with me. You said, hey, we could do a podcast. And I said, okay. <laughs> sure. I, mean, I love you. All I do is... Get distracted by birds, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's a very loud peep that bird made. It was. Yeah, all I do is sit here and talk to you, and you do the rest of it. So, anyhow, I'm ready. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Infectivity trends. Infectiousness trends. I don't know. I don't, you know... He says it's words. Yeah, and the thing is, I just realized that you're awake now. I am. Yeah, it was this morning, you're just like, okay, I need to hear what he's saying, but I really wish I didn't have to. You were talking and talking and talking. <laughs> I was awake. You were. I was. And now it's like 7.30, and you're starting to fade. I'm starting to wind down. Like me at 7.30 in the morning, I'm starting to wind. You're not. No. You're not ready. <laughs> I'm almost winding. No. Mm -mm. You're intending to. Must be... Uh, number zero. Number zero child sliding the back door. Mm -hmm. I think that you have a panic. You had a panic response because last night you, you hurt yourself with that sliding door. and so like, My thumb is still swollen. It is. And so it was sort of a panic look on your face. Well, no, mostly I was like, now I'm just frustrated because it's going to take a few minutes for animals to settle down and the, the talking adult child to settle in. and Maybe text them that we're recording, but they have... Bob go settle down or take his collar off. Took me a second to remember what his real name is. <laughs> yeah, if you said Bob, they'd be like, who?